Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh man. Yeah. So comfortable here. So comfortable here. In this. Very comfortable. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Winner's Lounge. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Eric's too uh, stressed to uh, enjoy this winning streak. I, I'm not that I'm so stressed. It's just that, I, was that a, was it, did we just watch a basketball game? What was that? I can't believe you didn't enjoy I'm telling you, you have become the smeric. You're a smug Eric now. You're no because fun anymore, man. I'm saying, <laughs> like, you used to just enjoy every little win. Yoke is through these, like, passes that Ben Spacey you know that You know what the worst it. part is, is that... When people tell me about the show, they tell me I'm the only fun one. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about you, losers. People say things like that about you, not me. Uh, yes. So I, it's time to look inward. They say else the on this same panel. thing about me. Wow, this is all uh, we, we no, all they do not. Only hear our positive <laughs> feedback. Uh, I got the squad with me here. I got Harrison Wind. I got a lot of notes on this game. Oh, really? A lot. Yeah. Lot. My notebook's plush with notes. <laughs> wow. So plush over here. Uh, you got grouchy D line. I'm, I'm not grouchy. I just, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talking strike. <laughs> talking strike. That would be fun to see if you could do the show. I could without saying we're just kind of <laughs> just giggles the entire just, time. Yeah. All right, and then over here I got superstar dev. I mean, like just looking at that game, there were just so many players that I did not know existed <laughs> on the game. Like really, like if we yeah. go through that starting lineup, can you guys just think about like who that starting lineup was? CJ, uh, you Dame. Nurkic, right? Yeah, no. Nurkic. No, yeah, he was it was there. a different CJ tonight. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, Dev had the greatest line. I'm going to steal it since he did. <laughs> hey, he said that was a team with no millionaires. <laughs> it's kind of true, man. It was like all Davon Reeds. There's a bunch of guys on two ways in 10 days. Yeah. Um, my God, it's funny because when the line came out, it was eight and a half. And I remember looking at that and being like, second night of a back-to-back, eight and a half? That team is like, all right, this team is horrible, man. They had just won a couple games, too. That's why I was, because yep. I thought they were terrible. Then I'm like, well, you know, it's an NBA team. Dude, I they, was wrong. They, was they, they, they rattled off four impressive wins, two very impressive wins right before the All-Star break. But it turns out everybody they beat just wanted to be in the All-Star break. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, it makes a lot of sense. Hey, man, proud of these nugs coming out of this uh, and getting a couple wins, keeping the streak alive, and now up to the longest of the season. Six games, no sign of stopping. This one is actually, it's funny, it's such a dominant, to, Eric, to I'm, rib, I'm kind of ribbing Eric here about being low energy, but it is true, like, this was a dominant hype game, but we're getting so much of these great bench performances that it's almost becoming mundane now. Like, this was a routine butt whooping, but I think that's a good thing. Should we do the rundown? Do we have, did you have the graphic? Do we have the graphic? Oh, I sent it to Kale. I don't know if you probably, did. Do we, oh, we, I sent oh, it to you specifically. No. I said oh, no. Let's let's, uh, let's, let's see. We got to download let's it. Stall for time. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, I went to the mall today. You went to the uh, mall? Yep. Uh, it was <laughs> that a true? It was a harrowing uh, situation. I forgot what, hey, it, was. Oh, what it is. Oh, Did you just pull that up? Was that what that was? Or are you still getting it? <laughs> it was harrowing, and I'm never doing it again. The mall. Okay. There it is. <laughs> the quick recap. Our new graphic. I look very young for the first time ever. You used the young graphic. I really appreciate it. We'll go through it here. The Nuggets look sluggish to open this game. It's kind of hard to remember. Do you remember this game was like five to four for like five minutes? <laughs> sluggets. It was the Sluggets, man. But they found a rhythm in the back half of that first quarter. Um, especially Yoke just throwing dimes in this one. I mean, this was another one of those games where Yoke didn't seem to really care about shooting. Uh, can't blame him. They found that good rhythm, though, in the, in the end of the first quarter. And you kind of like, okay, here it goes. Bones gets hurt right away. Bench comes in. Bones plays for like 30 seconds, gets hurt. We actually, the broadcast did not really mention anything, so I'm curious to find out what exactly it was, the An extent ankle. of it. 
ankle, but I'm, but like, what was it? Like stepped on a, we didn't see it. Did you see the play? Well, he tweaked his ankle last night right. against the Kings. And then I just don't think he was a hundred percent. I think Mike okay. Malone recognized oh, okay. that and okay. pulled him. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. If it's just like, yeah, you're yeah. a little hobbled. We don't need to rush it. Faku came in, did a great job. This was a good game. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. Um, but the real story was Jamichael Green and Demarcus Cousins, the front court bully ball man, Alabama ball. Two two Alabama brothers here, and they were running that pick and roll with Boogie up top and J Mike in the dunker spot, running it to perfection. Boogie was absolutely cooking, doing a little bit of everything. I think he had nine points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block after his first stint. Eight minutes, an unreal stat Dominant. line. And then starters kind of stuck in second gear in that second quarter, but in the third quarter, Jokic came out absolutely dominant. Dimes everywhere, was diamonded up, was headed for a triple-double and to make me look like a genius, except he didn't get to 10 points. Eight points, 18 <laughs> rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, 18 rebounds, 11 assists, and I think somebody said he had 10 potential assists that didn't turn into assists. Maybe that was just an exaggeration. But he was throwing so many great passes tonight, had an all-timer, um, and then the game was over. The bench came in and just, like, clowned him. But it was like a 15-point game that the bench turned into a 30-point game. Did I miss anything? Um, how exciting it was. <laughs> I'll say this, man. Nikola Jokic tonight had one of the most incredible passes I've ever oh seen. Oh, my God. That is one of the greatest passes Dude, I've I, ever witnessed, man. I hope that Monte Morris is like just taking some time by himself. I bet he is. Just like Because that would be a replay that we, we played through the annals of history. That like, ball curved in midair. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. it was like a knuckleball, but went to exactly the right spot in the corner on a no look. I know. Like, while but it was happening, it was Adam no. was like, no, no, and it just gets by. He's like, oh, that's perfect. That's <laughs> that's perfect because he threw it like 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 the way he threw it was like a twisting. It body. was unbelievable. Like, it was the weirdest thing. He My does God. this sometimes. I'm telling you. People, I saw some tweets earlier. Like, there's been some people watching these last three or four games, which the Nuggets have all won, by the way, and have been like, Yoke, what's wrong? Is he tired? Is he this and that? I'm like, I honestly think this. <laughs> these games are not locks. Like, you can blow it. But I think yeah. these games, like, Jokic just kind of knows, hey, man, get, get a little rest here. I know what I'm doing. Because when he starts throwing those passes you've never seen before, when he's doing that, that's what I'm like, he's comfortable. <laughs> he's not worried. He's, he's trying things that he's not even sure if they'll work. Look, man, he was sitting on eight points, and he had, like, Greg Brown the third <laughs> posted up and just decided to throw the ball to the corner. Yeah. You're like, that that was one of his last possessions of the third quarter. He was absolutely dominant. So, Dev, I'll start with you. What's your big takeaway from this game? I think I have two uh, big takeaways in this one. Um, first, just how effortless um, the Nuggets have been against those sub-500 teams. Like, this was a game that most would have called, like, um, like a trap game. I don't feel like Nuggets have had any trap games as of late. Like yeah. they've been going into these games and they're winning easily. Um, this was a game that, that they started with the eight and a half point favorites, and that was just way too low. Like when you look at it, um, so that's like super big. But also, the bench unit wins like just takes over the entire game. Yeah. Like that has to be the storyline of, of the game. Is they not only built a lead um, early in the game, but they extended that lead and took off. Um, and that's just what you want and expect from the team. Um, now you get to ask, is Yoke bored? Is he tired? In a game that they win by so much, that's a great question to ask. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't even think the Nuggets are eligible for trap games. Like Trap games mean that they're so overly confident that they look past somebody, but their their season has been such that like I don't think they've been able to look past to tomorrow. They don't even know who's going to be playing any given night on their own team. See, I disagree with you, because I, I agree with you that that was the case for the Nuggets all the way up until very recently, but this is kind of the difference now. Is I think before it's like you, the bench wasn't going to save you. You have a bad game, the bench isn't going to save you. Right now, you not that Denver can't overlook. They're just really good. I mean, they won by what thirty five tonight. So I agree with you. In, in like they lost to Orlando, they lost to some teams early. But now I'm like, hey man, Yoke can be average. Barton could be bad. Monte can be off, and they still can win with other oh, guys. I mean, I completely agree. Of course, that's the case. I just mean that I don't think they are look. I think they are living very much in the moment. Okay. I think they are like every game. I don't think they're like, oh man, we're gonna kill these guys. No. I think that like every game, there's so many guys that are still looking to prove themselves. Boogie, for example. I mean, this game was Boogie's won, definitely playing. This to game prove was himself, absolutely I love won by the bench. Like, yeah. there, there's yep. no trap game for the bench because they're gonna be trying their hearts out to make sure that they get playing time. Everybody, because that hasn't been an assurance by any stretch of the imagination. The, the bench unit has changed so many times. So, yeah. you know, for if we had to rely wholly on the starters tonight, like 
it you know it maybe it, it would have been more of a trap game, but it it just I yeah. mean like also. Like, I mean, come on, Poirot. I think that is what I think this is what you're talking about. We kept talking about the midseason shot in the arm coming from Jamal Murray or Michael Porter coming yeah. back. The midseason shot in the arm has actually come from a bench because you're right. The starters right now maybe do lack motivation on a night by night basis, yep. but the bench doesn't. They are there. Bryn Forbes is there to prove him. Bones tonight wasn't there, but he's been there to to prove himself to Marcus Cousins. And even tonight, you had a little bit of Faku trying. Uh, what, do you have a big takeaway? It's just that bench, man. Like, every game that Boogie has played, my big takeaway has been, like, I can't believe how impactful Boogie Cousins is for the Denver Nuggets. I cannot believe Boogie Cousins in the year 2022, the year of our Lord, is (laughs) the keystone player of the Denver Nuggets. On a team that contains Nikola Jokic, Boogie Cousins is the most (laughs) important center on the Denver Nuggets. I don't know how this is possible, but it's true. I really wanted him to get a triple-double. It would have been the cool. If there were two centers that got a triple-double in the same game, it would have been the coolest thing. I wanted Jokic to get one. I I really wanted him (laughs) to get one. All Jokic did was make five baskets. He made four. I know. (laughs) Uh, Harrison, what's your big takeaway? Well, it, it kind of goes with what D-Line was saying. You mentioned the shot in the arm a second ago. Yeah, the bench has been transformational over the last couple of weeks, but the shot in the arm was one guy. Like, DeMarcus Cousins completely changed this bench. The Brent Forbes edition has been nice. Um, Jamichael Green's been playing some really good basketball over the last couple of weeks, but... DeMarcus Cousins is the reason why this bench looks so good. And this is a game that I think Denver might have lost before the All-Star break. Because you're on a back-to-back. Denver's laid some stinkers on back-to-backs this season. They have not been a good team on back-to-backs like they've been in years past. But you have a game where the starters don't exactly bring it. If you had your be- your bench that you had earlier this season, this is an L probably. Right. So the fact that Denver starters just didn't really show up much tonight and the bench brought it and they blew out a Portland Trailblazers team that has had some decent games as of late. Um, it, I don't think this is a game the Nuggets win earlier this season. The thing about this unit is it really is an identity thing now. Like They just have an, identif- uh, an identity. And some of it is. It's funny because... I really love Zeke Nagy and, and him being out here. It's changed. Like, it's made okay. We'll clearly we'll play Jamichael Green. I like the dynamic those two guys have developed together right now. Like, it's a very physical front court. Yeah. Uh, it's a very tough, like, you, it, the opposing benches have to look at that front court and be like, man, we're going to get pushed around. We're going to get elbowed today. We're going to have to box out really hard from the get go. And they have that dunker spot gravity between J Mike and then play Mike. Boogie's big contributions are, you know, rebounding size and skill. Like, the skill part of it is just sticks out. And it allows J. Mike to be that paint presence underneath, and it, it just blends together very, very nicely. The obnoxious part about it is that the addition of just a big guy to the bench was so obvious yeah. as to what they needed this entire season that they definitely just dropped so many games early on that they didn't have to. Like, I'm glad they finally got to the right answer. It's, it's annoying because we were all screaming for it yeah. the entire time. I, I think you're right, but... I also don't think, like, if the Nuggets got Robin Lopez. I agree. Per I se, agree with this. I agree with this. The bench could have looked too. better, but I yeah, don't think have. it looks nearly as good I because agree. what Boogie Cousins brings is the playmaking element. Yep. yep. There's movement, there's motion on the bench unit now. I, if Robin Lopez was here, one of those <laughs> just seven footers, like, you're still running pick and pops. You know? That's still the offense. With Boogie Cousins, man, you're running actual stuff. It's true, it's it, for sure, and we're seeing Boogie Cousins get more and more comfortable. His playmaking get more and more pronounced, and now the bench is dominating. Yeah, right. But like when they just plugged him in, and he was just a guy, and he looked slightly, and it still worked. Yeah, and it still worked. Yeah, he's definitely come into his own like over now, the last like five like, games. Actually, getting mm-hmm. some yeah. book, like now it's like all right, like totally over to, like, the way overdrive. I the way I put it is we talk about the personality of the team that second unit. He's kind of the main guy. Yeah. Honestly, he's kind of the main guy right now. Like everybody else, and I'm not saying he's the best player, although he might be. I just he is the guy that everybody kind of looks to right now, and it's kind of amazing how quickly that's happened. What I think that it stands out, and it goes back to like the personality of the team, and also the identity of the team is him being the best guy makes sense for the Nuggets because their best player is also the center. So you now you have guys that are still going through their center every single time. And it's not that Jokic and Boogie play the exact same way, but they bring some of the same traits. They're both playmakers. They're both, you know, really, really big. Um, 
Boogie like makes things happen every single time that he's on the floor. It's a la um, Nikola Jokic. But also, this was like the first time in a while that they didn't have like the young guy that they had to try to go through. Um, they knew exactly what they were going to get. There was no Zeke Najee. There was no Bones Highland. So you have these vets in the league that have been around for a long time that have um, you know their identities. You know what to expect from them. So you've seen the same things from Austin Rivers. Um, Faku brought his energy. Um, you have Cousins who does everything. Um, Jamichael Green's a, 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 not a backup center, so now he's getting to play at the forward spot. So yeah. you got to have guys play their exact roles, but the team around them knew what their roles was. So now you're not having to guess and you're not having to um, make things happen. You're playing the way that, that they're designed to, and I just think that it meshes. Here's the other thing that is huge with DeMarcus Cousins. He is currently second on the Nuggets in player fouls drawn per game. If you go per 36, he's number one ahead of Jokic. Right now, Jokic draws about 6.3 fouls per game. DeMarcus Cousins draws 3.1. So between the two of them, you're drawing nine fouls. And we're seeing the impact and of Cousins that. And Cousins is doing that in less than 20 minutes a game. He's it's, it's insane. So right now, you have two bigs that are just really, really hard to guard without fouling. That even if they're not making shots, it's still like you're probably putting pressure on an opposing yeah. team. So it, it, It's crazy, too, just because the scuttlebutt around town, if you will, uh, around the trade deadline. It was like, man, the Nuggets didn't do anything. You know? <laughs> so well, really what they did was they added Bryn Forbes and Boogie Cousins yeah. just like a week before the actual right. trade deadline. So true. But, and even if they had made those moves on the trade deadline, we all would have been like, okay, like, yeah. like, what are we doing? Those guys have been transformational. It's so true. Like, if you think about it, James Harden's obviously had a big impact. Like, you count him number one. Sure. But outside of that, like... I'm sorry, Nuggets just smacked the Kings in large part because the bench smacked Sabonis. Like, yep. uh, you know, like, so honestly, you could make the case that the Nuggets actually had the second biggest <laughs> in, like, trade deadline acquisition. At least, I know it's short, really well, small it's, it's, sample size. Which is Bryn Forbes, yeah. Uh, but then, and DeMarcus but, Cousins, though. But, but he, wasn't, right. he wasn't traded for. He was just acquired. Uh, okay, it doesn't matter. Like, the point no, is I know, people I, say this. Yeah. Agri- like, they made additions around the trade deadline. They weren't big trade yeah. deadline, but... I just I, I just like this Ill, thing dude. about yeah like teams that have changed mid season like ish mm-hmm. like Denver's honestly maybe changed as much as anyone yeah. and it, it's really really the other neat. encouraging thing about Boogie Cousins and you've kind of noticed this over the last couple games where he's been dunking the ball a little bit and I think looking a lot more athletic yeah. than he looked in his first couple of games is that you know he's I think getting some agility back. Agility is so. a good way of putting um, it because I don't think it's dunking. Although he did have one tonight, he he had a couple uh, last game too. But you know wh- when he came here, like he was moving so slow, yeah. and he was clearly out of shape. Yeah, and he was coming off a calf strain, and then he picked up a foot sprain, and now you know he's as healthy as he's been th- these last couple of weeks, and you can tell he's getting a little bit of pop back. He, he's moving a little quicker out there. He still looks pretty gassed anytime he gets above 15 minutes. <laughs> but um, I think there's a lot of hope that he regains some athleticism and quickness and bounce. You know, the more he's around the team, the more he's in the lineup over the rest of the season. I don't know if we're going to see this, but I'd like <laughs> this is the dumbest comment I'll ever have. <laughs> I'd like to see him smile a little more. Like I just, I feel like he's had this chip <laughs> on his shoulder since arriving in Denver. No, you know what I mean? Like I've, I walk with Adam down the street. He says this to every woman he passes. Also, that's true. I, She's to like women. That's you, what I say. You're, like, usually you're so pretty. Why don't you smile? Why more? don't you smile more? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious with Demar. Here's my point with Demarcus. I can't tell. Like even the other day, right before the break, he had a great game, and then he goes to the podium, and he was like so down. And yeah. remember, he was talking about, I didn't even know if he's going to be here. And I just remember, like, Boogie, like, crowds chanting your name. Like, what, what is it? You know, and I just hope, I don't know, maybe that's just how he is. But I do hope that he starts to have a little bit of fun with this group because it does seem like the city loves him. The team loves him. I mean, he's just fitting in. Yeah, you you saying that uh, just brings me back to, like, the, the presser with him and Monte Morris. Like, that was his happiest time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in his whole tenure with the Nuggets. And you could tell that there has been, like, you know, a release um, for him being signed for the entire, you know, year. But he hasn't even got to spoke about what that means to him. Like, I know that that has to mean, you know, be really meaningful because even with, the like, the Buck situation, he thought he was playing well and they still let him go. So I know that there has to be, like, a fear of it doesn't matter how good we're doing, they're going to still let me go. So 
it, it was great to see him smile, and I do hope he does uh, more mm. of that. Um, just because he, he means a lot to we, the team. We're selling Jamichael Green a little bit short, spending all his time on Boogie, because he had 20 points, 10 rebounds, 2 steals, 1 block tonight, 7 of 8 from the field. Like He was also fantastic. And he has been entirely. He has been very good over his last like 10 games or so. So J. Mike also, this is why the Zeke Naji thing is so tough. Zeke Naji didn't do anything wrong. He was playing great. Mm-hmm. But J. Mike... I can't, I'm sort of arriving at the point where I'm kind of like, I kind of like J. Mike and Boogie together. I just like that pairing. Yeah, you it's said so physical. You said that he's been good for like the last 10 games. Are they 10-0 in there? <laughs> you know, when Boogie's is but, Boogie's Hey, hey some, of those, some of those are Zeke Najee games. Some of those are yeah, Zeke Najee yeah, games. Yeah, but so. I just really – it's something to the fact that he does not have to play backup center. I know that it's it so means true. a lot. It's like, so totally. true. He's, he's right where he's supposed to be. He's yeah. playing against the position that he's supposed to. Um, and it's also like helping him not have to – commit those like extra fouls or put himself in situations where he has to be help side defender and that's not what he's supposed to do he's now being able to use that same energy on the offensive end this is the first time i can like tell from myself that both uh both greens played well at the same time right like that that's monumental something i am wondering about that pairing though i think now look we've seen in the Boogie Cousins run that there are some really bad benches in the NBA. Like there are some yeah, yeah. awful That's part of it. Awful we, need to, we need to benches. And I think they'll run into a second unit that, you know, has some quality bigs and that four man is more of like an outside player and a little right. more athletic. And I think you know they'll run into a team that gives that pairing some trouble. Um but Harrison, hold on. I want to interrupt you. For one thing, Boogie does what Jokic does, which is he draws your center out. That means Jermichael gets to play in. So even if it is one of these stretch guys, yes, you, you're vulnerable to three-point you know, variants. But you're also that means they're vulnerable to J-Mike. Because this is the thing that I think you're talking about, Dev. J-Mike's a bully. But he doesn't get to bully guys that are bigger than him. <laughs> if you put a guy his size or smaller on him, he gets to bully the hell out of him. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I think there's still going to be a time when you look at Zeke and you're like, Okay, we need him in yeah. this matchup. Yeah, for sure. We are pro-bully on this show, by the way. We are very <laughs> pro-bully. Um, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll get to the starters. So it's so weird that we open the show all the time with the bench now. I did. feels there, good. Every it time. Does. It does feel well, we good. Used it's to, weird. We used to start with the bench like, my God, yeah. they're awful. We would just, <laughs> like, just talk about how terrible they are. <laughs> we'll take a break. Good. We also uh, have a special guest uh, we'll bring on here uh, on the other side of this break. Uh, have you not been able to watch the Nuggets bench this season or Avalanche games this season? Oh, my gosh. Evoca TV. It's a totally new paradigm for TV delivery that is less expensive, more efficient, and offers a superior picture than legacy providers. Of course, they have Altitude Sports and other national channels as well. So um, if you haven't been able to watch the Nuggets this season, it's a really good deal. Like, to be totally honest, $25 a month. You get the receiver as well. No contracts, no hidden feeds. Your your price is locked in for two years. So $25 a month. That's it. it. Not that much money uh, to watch. People are loving this, by the way, man. We keep hearing about it. Keep tweeting at us, man. Yeah. Tag TV Avaca, I think, is their handle. Tag them, too. For sure. Way cheaper than than cable. Uh, so go to evaca.tv slash DNVR, evaca.tv slash DNVR to watch Nuggets games. Yeah. Game. Also, the official beer of DNVR, Breckenridge Brewery. If you're local, <laughs> stop into the DNVR bar. We got tons of breakfasts on tap. We've got breakfast seltzers as well. If you're not local... Hit up the Breck Brew Beer Locator. You can find out where you can get Breckenridge Brewery, no matter where you are, even if you're not in Colorado. So check out the official beer of DNVR, Breck Brew. Uh, all right, guys. Welcome back to the show. We do have a special guest here. You know, of course, we just played the Trim- Trailblazers. <laughs> Where's your growler, bro? We have, we have to welcome in our old friend, Blarick. Blarick from Portland. Uh, man, Blarick. Bro. The Blazers on some hard times, man. We're not used to seeing the Blazers this down. What? Are you sure you... I, do we have to talk about the Blazers? <laughs> we do have to talk about the Blazers. I just want to talk about uh, our congested... Uh, <laughs> Uh, highways or the Rose Garden? <laughs> we t- you want to talk about the Rose Garden? Fine, let's talk about the Blazers, man. Uh, Times are tough. Uh, I used to think that CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard were going to lead us to the promised land. Yeah. Turns out the promised land 
Second round exits. Second round exits. Well, sometimes like last year, maybe a first round exit. Um, I don't want, bro. Blair, I just have. So, who is your favorite player tonight off of the bench? Well, let me see off the bench. Uh, uh, off our bench? Yes, off your bench. Just uh, name a player from the bench that you really like. I got a sheet just straight, straight, bro. Their whole I got a sheet straight, just, bro. Uh, played a lot of hacky sack during that game. <laughs> drank several growlers. Did not see most of what happened in the second half okay. or the first half. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I you don't uh, really know. Well, uh, is, is Anthony Simons on the bench? No, he, was a star, <laughs> he was a starter tonight. What about that Ellerby guy? That uh, yeah. Did? I hear uh, Anthony Simons, though, has been a real a real bright spot for you guys. Do oh, you, love do you, him. Do you, is he a future cornerstone piece? I mean, I, in that, uh, in the same way that Everclear became a cornerstone piece of our musical history here in Portland, <laughs> I used to watch them at <laughs> Pioneer Square. So <laughs> Pioneer Square. Uh, <laughs> I would say yes. I mean, what a talent. Uh, on display tonight. I uh, can't wait. Uh, the future is bright. Uh, Dame, you got to stick around for this. Uh, all Blazers fans, <laughs> we got a good thing going. I got to say that. Uh, so right now I'm looking at the standings. You know, Portland is just a half game up on the Pelicans. Pelicans right now up on the Lakers so they could tie them. Sure. Uh, you know, what's your confidence level that you guys will stay in the play in there? Oh, full confidence, bro. bro. Full <laughs> confidence. Listen, we got one thing that other people don't have. The Tillamook Cheese Factory. <laughs> <laughs> and an impressive coastline. All those uh, added together with Anthony Simons. I like our chances each and every night. Wow, do you guys, anybody else have any questions for Blarick here? I mean, he's really sharing so much about Portland. Listen, guys, I'm learning so much. How do you feel about your, uh, your new coach that you have and uh, what he brings to the oh, organization? That's a great question. Uh, not familiar. Who is he? What? I don't even know. I, uh, I, after we traded CJ, I just... Uh, I haven't really been paying Chauncey attention. Billups? Uh, is that who it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have any thoughts. Um, What's your favorite bridge in Portland? Oh, oh. finally a goddamn question. <laughs> I heard that video for 20 minutes. Uh, that's going to be either Burnside or St. John's. Uh, <laughs> depends on the day. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go St. John's. Much more picturesque. Oh, wow. Okay. This was absolutely oh, fantastic. <laughs> I feel like I learned so much about the Blazers. Hey, bros. It's I, good to get a Blazers perspective on yeah, tonight's listen, game. Yeah, listen, listen, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm nothing if not a devoted uh, Portland Trailblazers fan. I can't get enough. Uh, this last decade has been kind to me, and it, the future is, couldn't be brighter. <laughs> I'm very proud for you, Blair. Thank you so much. Yeah, Cal, all right, close, up, hey, close up on me and win there. As we, uh, let's, thank you. We'll bring back Eric now. We'll see you next year. See you next year. That was an enthralling interview. We'll with, see you in the uh, preseason. Or we'll old, probably play old, the Blazers like three times again. Our old friend, Blarick. Um, but for real, man, right now it is crazy to look at. The Pelicans are going to be the 10 seed. I mean, they are up 30 points right now on the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers, but we'll get to around the association later. But my God, uh, the Blazers, how the mighty have fallen. I, I got Portland fans like Blair trying to talk me into <laughs> Anthony Simons. You guys are an idiot. I just don't see it. I'll be honest. Anthony Simons is in one of the top like fan bases that overrate this guy. I'm telling you, man. The problem is, like, I just can't imagine him playing a big role on a good team. All right, yeah, there's just That's no way. where it comes down to. That's what it comes down Nate to Nate Jones, me. one of my favorite follows. He's a good basketball opinion to have her, but he loves Simons too. And I, every time I watch him, I'm like, this guy, man, I don't know. It's probably like one of the – there's a lot of guys like that where you're like, man, I think this guy's like pretty good. And then every time you play him, you're like – or or vice versa. Where you're like, this guy sucks. But even every his time skill play- set is not a thing I believe in. That's yeah. the thing about it is that I'm not like, man, that guy just controls the game. You know, no. like he just really he runs scored it like there. forty points several times. I, I don't. I, listen, Sometimes I, guys score forty points. Like I'm with you. Scores. I don't. I don't see it either. But I'm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. We get back to the starters here tonight. So Jokic, we briefly mentioned at eight points, eighteen rebounds. We haven't seen one of these big rebound totals. It felt like for a while, and then eleven assists. Here's the funniest man: three of five from the field. Jokic <laughs> took five shots tonight. He. Do- I don't want to say he dominated the game, even though he kind of did. But he was only a plus six in twenty six minutes. Yeah. But he was great. Like he was great at his role tonight, despite never being out of second gear. How do you evaluate him, Dev? I really didn't like the fact that it, I mean he only took five shots in a game, and like two of the shots were just throw up, you know, three pointers that he just had <laughs> to get it out of his hands. That's um, true. Where he actually, you're right. <laughs> um, so like he really did not try to score. And I wanted I, I I want there to be a question or like he just like addresses it like right now he's just not trying to score he wants other people to be involved because that's just what it feels like in those game like in this game um, he took advantage of the matchup as far as like the rebounds 
um, and, and just getting guys to be at the perfect spot every single time. It doesn't feel like um, like guys have to guess or like they, they, they don't know what to do. So like I think that that's great that guys know how to play alongside Jokic. But now he's not taking over in those games and scoring those big numbers that we were expecting, um, which throws it off. But there was a stretch in his game that he took over in every single way besides scoring, where he was the best player on the court because he was just passing the ball and, and grabbing every single rebound. And he just sees things before they happen. So like this was like one of those beautiful mind type games from Jokic that you appreciate. And if he if he scores, you know, 15, 18 points, you say, oh, that's another dominant performance from him. Yeah. yeah, I love that he didn't do anything. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> didn't I, do anything. I, I mean, mean I, I just like that he didn't go score. Uh, super aggressive on the scoring. He did not waste any energy tonight. Yeah. I mean, oh, he yeah. did uh, like that. He just was better and bigger and taller, and he was smarter. And he, you know, it was clearly like he was tired, and that's cool. And he just did exactly what he had to do, which was very, very little. And I mean, I, I would have preferred if you just sat this game out, frankly, but uh, yeah. he kind of did no, here's while the playing. Thing, that's what I was going to say is I feel like this was like a, you ever have like a, uh, like a gym day or something and you only do like a half workout Yeah, and you're like, well, I've I could, had a lot of those. I could probably, <laughs> I could probably work out tomorrow. I didn't really go that hard. I could probably do this again. That's probably, that's what he did tonight. Like he was, he got rest and played at the same time. Here's the metaphor I would use from there's two of them. One, it reminds me a bit of Larry Bird. Again, a guy we always compare him to who some nights was just like, I'm going to shoot mm -hmm. left-handed. Like, tonight was, I really feel like this. He was like, I'm not going to shoot tonight. I wonder if I could dominate this game without scoring. And he almost did it. He only had to shoot begrudgingly. But the other one is, do you know the scene in Goodwill Hunting? I always compare him to, to Will in that movie because I honestly think it's the best, like, metaphor for him. Do you know the scene where he's talking to his professor and he's like, do you know how easy this is for me? No. Like, whatever, that's how Yoke is. He's always like, nights like tonight, he's like, oh, I didn't shoot enough? You know how easy this game is for me? I had 18 rebounds and 11 assists. Like, this stuff is boring, man. Yeah, this was like a, uh, this, like, he put out 10% effort tonight, maybe. Like, this was one of the yeah. lowest effort games I can remember from him. 11 assists and two turnovers. That's <laughs> wild. Like, you got to think about Jokic's assists like he's the Nuggets point guard. Yeah. And... You know, point guards, yeah, they turn the ball over a, a lot because they have the ball in their hands a ton. And Jokic touches the ball right. on a game-to-game -game basis more than anyone in the NBA. Last time I checked, he's the only one who gets, like, more than 100 touches per game. But 11 assists at two turnovers is, is wild. We need to pour some water on the Will Barton is hot after the All-Star break. Like, he's now a second game in a row where he just hasn't shot the ball well. One of eight. We all predicted he was going to break the record in Portland. What a good story it would be. Oh, a five from the three-point line yeah. tonight. He just couldn't. I mean, he had three points tonight, four rebounds, two assists. Like, he also wasn't good. But, I mean, it did, thankfully tonight it does matter. But how do we – is Will back? Is he not back? Where, where are we at? I mean, I think I think you can't judge him off of this one game. It was the second night of a back-to-back, -back, I think, it's that true. we keep forgetting about um, just because of how easy it came from those guys. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Like, legs weren't under him, and we already know, like, he was healthy and spry. But it's, it's, it's the second night of a back-to-back -back for him, and he just got back into that rhythm. Um, so, you know, if he keeps putting those type of numbers up, then you have to say something. But the Nuggets did not need him to do good tonight. So, like, you can't be hard on him for that. If this is a, a different game, maybe he gets to the like, to the line. I feel like he was hunting that three-point um, shot. And also, like, maybe, like, there was just so much with it being the return to Portland and it being, a, like, an opportunity for him to win it. But now he gets it in a different uh, opportunity with not so much pressure on him. So, I yeah. think that's not a game that you judge him off of. Eric, yeah. I'm uh, excited. I, I'm selfishly. I think he wanted to probably do this in Portland because it would have been a cool yeah. little story. But I'm actually sneaky excited for him to do this at Ball Arena Hell yeah, because dude. you know why? If he did it tonight, I don't think they don't stop the game yeah. to say Will Barton. They might stop the game if, on Wednesday. If he breaks it on Wednesday, he gets two three-pointers and breaks it. I think you stop it. And here's the thing. He always remembers that he was booed. But that record is important to him, and I hope on Wednesday, if he breaks it, or if not Friday, that crowd gives him a standing ovation because that's a hell of mm. a record. Most three-pointers in franchise history. If you have anything that is the top in franchise history, it's impressive. Yeah. The Nuggets have been around for 50-plus years. Yeah, yep. We've had, like, really uh, good... I mean, th we haven't had the greatest three-point shooters pass through here, but we have had good ones. We've yeah. had Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. We've had... Uh, 
J.R. Smith. J.R. I mean, Smith. You, yeah, who, Michael yeah. Adams. Yes. You've had some guys, but not, more than that, like to get a record, a, a counting record, meaning not like in a year or whatever, but this is a career yeah. record, means you had to spend a lot of time here. And this is the thing I always say. This is why I don't like the idea of people always wanting to trade a player when you're frustrated with them. Will Barton is a huge part of Denver history now. Because I think he's played like the ninth most games or tenth most games of anybody in, in Nuggets history too. Yeah. Like it's kind of why you don't really think of him that way, but that's why I think it's kind of a cool moment. And I'm actually happy he gets to have it in Denver, and I hope it's a standing ovation. Yeah, I think he actually wanted to break it last night. To be well, totally honest, like six threes that would have been yeah. Insane. He needed five, I think. Uh -huh. um, got three, but uh, yeah, I'm just thinking about how cool of a moment that would be if they did stop the game, and if he did get a standing ovation. Will they stop it? Do you think? I don't know, man. I don't know. It probably depends on where in the game it happens. Because I feel like when these things happen in the first quarter, yeah, you know, everybody's cool with like, hey, little moment, take that ball out or something and sign it. I don't know. I mean, the only record I can remember recently that they've stopped the game for is Steph Curry passing Reggie Miller. That was a big one. LeBron like, has had a couple of where milestones where they've stopped, you know, 40,000 points or whatever it is, and they've stopped it. Yeah. I don't know. They should. I think they should stop it. I mean, who, who cares? Just stop the game for a second. I think right? that they should. <laughs> I don't think that they will. I just don't feel like they um, give enough attention to it, like leading into it. That, that's something that they should be talking about right now. Um, he has the opportunity to to break it on their home court. Like, that would be a great opportunity if for they, them. If they don't stop it, I bet you Michael Malone calls a timeout or yeah. somebody takes a foul. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because yeah, he understands right. the you're right. right. He does I think Malone is. I mean, he obviously knows that's Will's a two point. away. I think he would recognize that moment. It's going to be a Jokic take foul that forces him to the bench. I know. Jokic's <laughs> <laughs> third foul was to get a standing ovation for Will Barton. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> we lost the game by forty points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's hit our break. I don't. There's Aaron Gordon, J Jeff Green, Monte Morris. I don't really have big notes on them. We could talk about Jeff them, Green was aggressive tonight. He was aggressive tonight. That's my you note. Talk about Josh Ellerby. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him either. <laughs> okay. So let's go uh, fit our final break. We do have Brennan Vote waiting right now, um, and he will be sharing some notes from the presser today. Uh, Light Shade Dispensary. Yes, sir. They carry the Escape Artist, which is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. Uh, where can you get it? Light Shade Dispensary, Colorado's premier dispensary with 10, soon to be 11 locations. That 11th is coming March 1st. Uh, all those locations in the Denver, Metro, and Aurora area. Podcast listeners, you guys can get 25% off non-sale items with the code DNVR. Again, if you want to pick up some Escape Artists, the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado, check out Lightshade Dispensary, Colorado's premier dispensary with 10 locations in the Denver Metro and Aurora area. Use the code DNVR. You're going to get 25% off non-sale items. Uh, what else do we got here? I have that escape artist cream, by the way. Have My, you, oh, really? Yeah. I have old person achy knees. Yeah, um, me too. When it gets cold, they ache for no real good reason, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Put a little uh, top cream on. Yeah. I feel like Doing I'm great. I feel like I'm just 53 again afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you feel like you could play in a rugby game, but you oh, feel easy. good. Easy. Yeah. Uh, your Colorado rugby team, guys, in Colorado, in Denver, it's the American Raptors. They're Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. What's really cool about the American Raptors, they are made up of athletes who have competed at the highest levels of their respective sports. So these guys come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. They've played professionally in the NFL, other leagues as well. And they play at Infinity Park right here in Glendale, Colorado. Uh, so listen to the DNVR Rugby podcast with Colton Strickler if you want to get into rugby. Um, and if not, check out a game at Infinity Park in Glendale. Awesome. All right, we're back real quick. Kale, can you bring up the – do you have the party bus uh, graphic here? Uh, just want to remind everybody we are doing a party bus on March 26th right here from the bar. You come here to Saturday. You guys saw the video, the vlog we played in the pregame show. It's also up on our YouTube. Saturday nights at the DMDR bar, just the, the greatest thing. Party bus nights, even better than that. And that night, we're going to be giving away this jersey right here. You can see this this beautiful 
Number 90 jersey. That's number Breckenridge 90. Brewery. <laughs> a Breckenridge Brewery Nuggets jersey. It's still dope, though. It's like a very good summer like uh, summer jersey I'll right like there. It. I really do yeah. like it. This is my favorite like, Nuggets jersey I've ever seen in my it's life. It's also not. It's like the high-end actual stitched version. Oh, yeah. This there's thing no, is, like, no, yeah, like, this uh, is like quality. Vinyl. There also can't be many of those going out, so I would want one of those. Um, I wish I was born in 90 just for that type of In 1990? One of one. Yeah. I wish that you were 90. So dumb. All right, let's go ahead <laughs> and bring in Brendan Vogt, who is currently isolated inside of a closet uh, in Bolsonaro's pot, uh, palace. Brendan, it is great bo- to see you. Hey, man, this is like the first I've seen you. I know. It's the boy from Ipanema. Is it weird? I hope it's I Honestly, just seeing you, it was like it warmed my heart. I was like, oh, there he is. I feel the same way watching you guys on that pregame show. Quick question. Did you all get hotter since I left? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Kale, I think he said he's got new cameras. So super producer Kale, I think, just doing the Lord's work here, making us look good. Well, he does that. Special K, super producer. Uh, you guys want to hear from Michael Malone after that sixth straight win? Let's hear from him. Well, first I want to hear what kind of mood he was in. Good, good mood, jubilant mood. It was a, it was a vibey presser. Um, okay. I mean, I, not like over the top, but just I think everyone was feeling themselves. Malone was was feeling the second unit. And uh, why not, right? They've been the key to, to a lot of success of late. A lot of Boogie Cousins talk today, so let's get into it. Malone did joke about Cousins getting into game shape. He said, I think it's all he's always going to play like he's got cement blocks on his feet. And I can say that Ouch. because I love him. Um, <laughs> but then he, he laughed. He said, I thought tonight's the bench was the difference maker, particularly to Marcus Cousins and Jermichael Green. Adam, I saw you put on Twitter, you really love that pairing. You talked about it from a more tactical perspective. Guy in the dunker spot before, you know, Malone went with the intangibles. He said it's being, it's the toughness, the physicality, the edge. And, of course, he pointed out that they're both from Alabama uh, and then that they know each other well uh, and that they're just playing really well together. Um, obviously, if you guys didn't know, Michael Malone reminded us that his father was on that staff for the Bad Boy Pistons. He said, <laughs> I love guys who do the dirty work. Uh, I don't think that was really a comparison, but he's just saying that he loves guys who do the dirty work. Honestly, the bringing up the bad boys Pistons is honestly like a top five Malone shtick. Yeah. Like, just he like, any it. opportunity to bring it up, he's like, I'm going to go, like, oh, my father to the bad boys Pistons. That's where I grew up, eh? <laughs> yeah, his father was that a and coach. Jeff me. Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on Faku, he said he was really, really proud of Faku, who's not been playing lately, and that's not been easy for him. Uh, it's been killing him not to play. He's not used to not playing it throughout his career, of course, overseas. He stayed engaged. That speaks to him as a professional. It speaks to his willingness to put the team first. He also pointed out all the rebounds he got, and Faku got the defensive player of the game chain. Not sure if you guys have picked up on this by now. That's really more of a coaching tactic than anything else. <laughs> it really <laughs> is, man. It's so funny. Yeah. Honestly, it might have jumped the shark. I'm all for it. It's fun. But, like, it definitely is. a like. This is how I so – all right, a little tangent. Because I, I just got done coaching my daughter's five-year-old league, nice. and they give us a medal every time, and it says, like – Valor or something like it has like something that I'm supposed to like, hand out to a kid that showed like <laughs> some trait that cannot possibly be shown in a five year old game. And I feel the exact same as Malone handing it out. Like I just I know. pick a kid. I'm that like, actually Emma. Reminds- yeah. Very <laughs> courageous tonight out there. That actually reminds you, vote. Uh you are MVP of the show today. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that one. It's been killing me not to play. I like Barton got one stop in crunch time. He's like, please do that more. Here's the chain. Uh okay, anyway. He did joke, to, uh, oh no, he was asked about the standings, Michael Malone that is, and if he takes a peek at those during times like these. And Malone said, he, get, he, he busted out another Malonism. How do you eat an elephant? You take small bites at a time. Uh, yeah, he's elephant gone to that one wins. I was gonna say broiled. <laughs> How do you skin a cat? Well, you have to go down that. If you don't enjoy the wins, why the hell are you playing? And I do Money. check the standings. I love that. I'm telling you, it's. I'm glad he admitted that one. Won't admit Michael yeah, Porter's I mean, coming back, but he'll admit that we, what we all know. Watches the show too. Hey, Mike. Good game tonight. <laughs> Mike, Great work, Michael. Michael, Michael I'm sorry. Oh I'm so God. sorry. Michael, oh my God. Michael, come on, man. He, he, for, he used to watch the he show. He used to watch until it. that little interlude. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> down vote. Uh, Bryn Forbes, we heard from today. He talked about how important it is on the second end of a back-to-back for benches to step up. The guys who only played 20 minutes the night before. So they knew that that was important. Um, 
He said, I think we've got a lot of talented, talented players in that second unit. We've got two really good big men, and I think when we move the ball, we're going to be hard to stop. I think we're just clicking as a team. We haven't been playing nearly perfect, not even close to our best basketball. We're still making mistakes, but right now we're overcoming them. I think it speaks to how good we could possibly be. Uh, he talked about DeMarcus Cousins and the importance of him getting back in basketball shape, and he called Cousins a punisher down low. So we should call <laughs> Big him pun. the now. Big yeah. pun. All right, I'm with it. Big pun. <laughs> then he went in a pun. different direction. He said, me personally, I don't check the standings. I think our focus should be playing good basketball. Standings take care of themselves. Spoken like a true former San Antonio Spur. In my <laughs> Do we know what his personality is yet? Brendan Forbes? Yeah. He, yeah. He, temp, he, rides, in, rides in the middle, man. Rides okay. in the middle. All right. Uh, Jamichael Green gave us three answers, then dipped, and that was it. Uh, he said they knew the other team was small tonight. Uh, they wanted to beat them up on the boards. That was their mentality coming in. Uh, he also said, we just knew we were the better team tonight, so we didn't want to give them any type of fight. And finally, on the Alabama boys bringing the grit, he said, I don't know. Maybe it's something in the water. We've got a chip on our shoulder. We're not going to back down from anyone. We just want the smoke. I love it. There you go. The Alabama boys. I would say that it, what brought the grit is the grits. Well, <laughs> right? In Alabama? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of grits, by the way. They eat a lot of grits down there. Cheese grits are the best. That's yeah. a great food. I they, wish it was more than just a southern food. Yeah. Um, vote. Uh, anything else? Any other parting shots here? I mean, our parting thoughts? <laughs> or shots, oh, if you want to tell us. Or you can just yeah, tell, tell us to off. step it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get your shit together. You know what I mean? I thought it was kind of a loose show, but good to see all you guys. What a parting shot. All right, take care. Be safe. Um, man, uh, I like it. I like it. There's some good stuff here from Michael Malone. I like that he's feeling chipper. I like that he's watching the show. I, yeah. I like As reported by, by Brendan Vogt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I like, you know what I like? Brendan Vogt. Uh, I do too, man. <laughs> it's good to see him. Yeah, he brings a boyish charm. We have some super chats we want to get to. Why don't we hit these? We always appreciate when you guys super chat us. It's sending yeah, us dude. to Serbia. Ryan Green going to shoot the documentary. DNVR does Serbia. I can't wait, man. The documentary. As long as there's not Serbia. World War III. We'll as be long going. as there's not, we are going to. This is going to be the greatest documentary in history. Mark says, I'm five foot nine. I think I could start for the Blazers at center. Code. No, that's, not, that's so true. That's why it's so weird. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is the thing about Yoke. And it's not right or wrong. But in games like this, there are certain guys like Carl Anthony Towns. He'd go off for 50 tonight. Yeah. And he would talk about it. He'd post about it. He would do all this stuff about, no one can stop me. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like CJ Ellerby was the guy that couldn't stop him. And you're like, well, that's not. Yeah, he was nobody. All right, what else we got? Joseph says, did you guys hear Josh Hart at the free throw line talking to Uncle Jeff? I should have just dunked on your old ass sometime. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys happen to see That's Josh pretty Hart good, actually. pull up uh, for a logo airball? Yeah, I did see that one, too. Yeah, That was a really that forced. Was one of the worst shots I've ever, <laughs> ever seen, seen anybody take. <laughs> really bad. I like Josh Hart. Um, Richard says, can't wait for around the association segments to discuss the Lakers looking like a team. With no millionaires. I love it. <laughs> Such a great line. They do look like a team with no millionaires. But they have a couple couple billionaires. What else we got? <laughs> Tyler says, here's five bucks for my ticket on the MPJ hype train. Let's go. Let's go. go. I'm talking about. Let's we, go. Have not, we have not nearly hyped this up enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the MPJ hype train is still in the station. No. So but it's station. leaving the station. But it has not left yet. But it is. Le it's like the horn is going. Yeah, but how are we going to get all aboard? Yeah, are you going to get on a board? No, all no, aboard. No. Last call to <laughs> board the station. No, like we're getting I on a roller coaster. I think we're still boarding. We're still boarding. We're still boarding. All right. on a roller coaster. Once it starts going, then you're like, yeah. But like when you're sitting there, if you are like, yeah, then you're a child or a moron. We're boarding. <laughs> it is true. Is My kids, man, when you get on an airplane, they get so excited. They're like, they're like everybody's miserable on an airplane. And they're like, let's put the window up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and we're like. Uh, enough with the hype train for this <laughs> frontier flight. Yeah, frontier. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Jack says, just watched my first Altitude Nuggets game in two years with a Vaca team. Let's there go. we go, That's what Jack. I'm talking about. There you take that. We That's what I'm talking about. You, you, you five dollars. You colluding go. ass Comcast bitches. Yeah, take that. <laughs> we can move. We can go around you. You can go antitrust all you want. You can it's so use true. capitalism it's so to be true. evil, and eventually 
It's going to catch up with you. I agree. Uh, fuck you. Even, even when this comes back, even if they do find a deal, I hope everybody just goes to Avaca TV. Our homies. I hate Comcast. Our <laughs> homies, Avaca TV. I love it. All right, what do we got? Tyler says, my take on the bench players have said that J. Mike and Cousins are the vocal leaders in the locker room. Seeing them in the same unit is great. Boogie is a per 36 monster, 19, 8, 6, 1, and 1 in 18 minutes. He is a per 36 monster, man. And this is a great, great players it's actually very rare, and his career has taken this very unique route. Vince Carter did this. He's one of the only players to do this without major injury. He just went from being the superstar main guy to yeah. a sidekick to a bench player seamlessly. And when you are as talented as a superstar yeah. but willing to be a per-36 monster, yeah. you're a huge asset. And I don't know if Boogie is going to be willing to do this for years to come because I think in his mind he's like, I still got more in the tank. But this year he, Denver took a chance on him, and he's, he's proven it out. So. I think he makes a great point about the vocal leader aspect great too. Point. Great point. I mean, Boogie Cousins is by far the loudest person in the Nuggets <laughs> locker room, and it's not even close. Yeah. And I think it's had a great impact. Like I, I think it's been such a positive to have a guy who is just going to tell it how it is. Yeah. They needed that guy. Yeah, love it. The only thing that I did not like about Boogie Cousins' game tonight is that he did not get one single technical foul. I know. Foul. Yeah. I thought, we thought he did. We thought he yeah. did. Yeah. But he actually else. had a technical foul committed against, against him. Against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the tide's turning. I don't like it. Is it? I'd be fine like if people got texts <laughs> against him. Uh, J-Rock says, Boogie and Bryn, Tim C E O Y. Identity found. Boogie Nights. Immaculate Vibes. Multiple championships. Let's scream it, Adam. Ah! Uh, I guess I was supposed to scream that. <laughs> hey, that was still great. It's hard to read these, man. It's really no, hard. No, I know. I know. I, that's why we love the most when you guys slide one in that Adam realizes is supposed to rhyme halfway through. I thought that one maybe did. And then, I, and then it turned out I was just supposed to be screaming. It just threw you off. Uh, yeah. All right. What else we got? Uh, Jared says, here are your guys' thoughts on how Nuggets find games, gems, gems in all the- aspects. Boogie, Forbes, Gordon, Bones. Also, 7-0 Gordon, 10-0 Boogie. Coincidence? I think not. All right, here's the thing, man. I was thinking about this the other day. Monte Morris has been a fantastic player. Don't listen to Bill Simmons. He's been a great player. Monte <laughs> Morris, we don't talk about enough when we talk about the Tim Conley gems. Yeah. What was he, 50 first or 50 in the 50s yeah in the 50th like monte morris is now six years five six years into his career and he's a very good player any person that wants to evoke the tyler lyden draft henceforth we declared this years ago that is the monte morris draft that is the monte Morris. honestly honest to god monte morris so what did Denver take uh, Leiden at? They had the 13th pick, and they traded back. 24. Yeah, it was like 24. To 24. Right. No, and but if you just did the 13 players from that draft, yes. I'll bet you Monte Morris is in the top 13. No question. Yeah, he has to be there. No question. So you're right. They just It just happened to be that they got it's, it in a different order. But you They know what? got it in a different order, and they went ahead and they fueled up, up one yeah, of their yeah. uh, rivals. But all the same, all you can ever hope to do is get one quality player out of every draft, and uh, yeah. Tom Connolly did it that time. It's and so I was also thinking about this, to go from Jeremy Grant to Aaron Gordon. Like, Jeremy Grant, you went out and got him. It was a great trade. It was a great acquisition. He leaves you in the dead of night, and you turn around and get Aaron Gordon the next season. Like... That's a hell of a move. I love man. that he in the dead of night. It was free agency, but it was the. It did feel like the dead. You of get what I mean by like, that? Like, like it was door. the middle of the day. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they like, announced his departure. He's like, I'm leaving. They're like, Hey, Jeremy, we're ready to resign you. Oh, you've already signed with the <laughs> yeah, Pistons. That's yeah, so true. Actually. <laughs> or just they like, yeah, they open the door. Uh, Jeremy, are you sleeping? What? what? And yeah. Everything's gone. It's just pillows <laughs> underneath the bed. Yeah. Like, That's no! how it was. He burrowed Jeremy! out, right? <laughs> Take down the poster. Ah, uh, he burrowed out. This show's so dumb. Astra Astray says, the Nuggets fan from 76ers land here, happy with the win, but can we talk about how playing with Jokic has made AG and Boogie better as overall players? So glad for the bench. Now time to laugh at LA. Uh, <laughs> I think with AG, there's no question about it. Yeah. You know, Nuggets did right. They did. They signed him to the money, so he didn't have to worry about stats or this or that. Like, he just gets to go out and play his game, and, and I love it. Boogie, I don't know if 10 games like Jokic has worn... What do you think? Is, is Boogie a better player because of playing with Yoke? No, I think he is who he is, and he's been a, a <laughs> well, he's good player played exactly zero minutes with Jokic, also. But he's yeah. observed Jokic. <laughs> but he's also because he has he plays with Jokic, it means he then matches up against the bench of the other team. So he's better yeah. because he's playing lesser talent. Yeah. But he's been an all star in this league. He doesn't like he hasn't added anything um, besides winning. 
That's yeah. the only thing that's been different right now. You know what? I would be honestly, I, this is a hard question to ask because Boogie's such a, a prideful guy and rightfully yeah. so. But I would be interested to ask him that question. Is there anything you've learned from playing with Jokic? Mm. Again, I think I don't know. I don't know that's who's the right person to ask that question and get the right answer. But I, there's probably something if he were to give it to you. I just don't oh, know if he would good. give you that answer. Um, Jose says, first time ever a tech is called on a play that Boogie is involved in is not on Boogie. Has that ever happened no, before? No. Yeah, no. We we did all well, of the research. Don't you no, remember Boogie not. was even looking at the ref like, what for? Yeah. yeah. Like, no. I'm stunned he didn't get <laughs> on, a tech on that play. On him, on you. Like, oh. We did the same thing. We were like, oh, laughing. And then when it got turned, we were, started laughing again. He, we missed, like, he missed the free throw. And then he though. missed the... <laughs> yeah. He was the so laughter, mad at the tech. The laughter never stopped. Never, never stopped. Casey says... This bench is going to be scary going into the playoffs. Something I don't think I'd ever say a few months scary ago. Scary hours. So scary hours. It is true, man. It is, it is a strength. I, a few weeks ago, here's one thing I'll say to pump, to pump the brinks just a little of bit. Of course. You if we go back and look, Boogie, I think, has now played 10 games. He's been a negative six times. Yeah. He's been a positive four. Now, can, another part of saying this is he clearly looks more healthy. He missed a lot of bunnies early. He's still missing some bunnies. His plus minus is also going to be totally skewed by this game. Oh, 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 his overall plus minus now is, yeah, like plus 15. He's even big he's in the positives because of this but game. But if you look at recent trends, plus 10 last game, plus 27 or something tonight. Like, And honestly, the plus minus doesn't tell the full story, but I just, I don't want everybody thinking that he's been a plus 20 every single night. He's actually been. No, this is the best version of the bench that we've seen. Granted, it comes against yeah. the lowest uh, opposition, the it's lowest so quality true. opposition. So but is just his simple insertion into the bench unit makes it so that they would go from a negative 15 to like a negative two, yeah. a negative five, something that's like manageable. So when Jokic comes back in, he's like, all right, like I got to make up some ground, not like an impossible amount of ground. I'm telling you, the Nuggets now, what did I tell you they are with Jokic in the lineup? Oh man, his scoring average went down 35 and 20, which is again the same they were last year. They were 35 and 20 through 55 games. Mm -hmm. They're 35 and 20 with Jokic in the lineup this year. The same. It's just insane. I'm telling you, it's wild. Um, that doesn't. All right, let's go around the association. Real let's quickly. go. Uh, so we'll, we'll go very quickly here because there are some. Oh man, what just happened? Uh, there are some important things. Now we are at the point in the season where we want to like be checking box scores pretty regularly. The big one tonight. The Lakers get absolutely humiliated by the Pelicans, and this is important <laughs> for a few reasons. One, it's there's honestly hilarious. a world. In which the Lakers fall out of the play-in. <laughs> I don't honestly. I like saying that sounds so ridiculous, but the Lakers now. Let's see, where are they at? Thirty-three losses. The Trailblazers tonight now have thirty-six. San Antonio thirty-seven. Three games is still enough that I don't think it's going to happen. But look, that Lakers team. I, we were we had it was up on the TV. I've been following the timeline. I've been watching this. I'm not just saying this to be a troll. <laughs> I'm not just saying this to be a troll. But you're not not saying it to not be a troll. I am going to enjoy saying it, but I also 100% believe it, and I, it is a real opinion. LeBron James is really disappointing. Really disappointing. Because, look, can they win a championship? No. But guess what? Last year, Jamal Murray went down. Do you think Yoke thought they were going to win the championship? Do you know what he did? Played his ass off. Yep. Played his ass off and carried that team to their de to their demise, knew knowing very well that they were going to have to fight and go Ooh, bravely what? into that dark night. What else does LeBron have to once prove? He already reached once more. What is the word? Back into the, back into the back the into the frame once uh, more, friends. Uh, uh, um, but LeBron James already knows he's the goat. He already had that moment where he realized he's the greatest <laughs> of all time. So why he has nothing else left to prove? I'm not, I'm not even trying to be a hot take artist here. If I'm being serious, man. Like I can't separate this version of LeBron from all of his career. I understand it doesn't mean at his peak, his talent, this or that. But I'm just like, man, you don't see, you don't see all-time greats just going out like this, man, with weak yeah. effort and getting pumped. Yeah, they look like they're just like just he's melded in. It, it feels he's like he's melded in. Like they're already talking about like next year and is there any type of division between him and the Lakers organization? Um, and also. They got blown out like this to the Pelicans. So, like, what is the the positives or the hope moving forward? They don't have Anthony Davis for, you know, quite right. a while. Um, LeBron James is only getting older, and everybody, you know, is, like, just packing it in on him. He's not a great, like, shooter or anything, so it makes it difficult. They don't have the size. Westbrook is not it for that right. team. 
there is a reality that they don't make the playoffs. Like seriously, oh, and and big I want to live in that reality. I think too. Rich Paul's already reality. scheduled the next meeting with Genie Bus. <laughs> yeah, it's so on the dumb. calendar for tomorrow morning. I'm so here's the funny thing about it. LeBron is so good at being the story, and like an All Star Weekend, he was the story, right? This or that. Part of me is like. Does anybody actually care? If there was another meeting with Rich Paul and Jeannie, I'd be like, whatever. What are they talking about? I don't care. Like, they don't matter. Honestly, yeah, they don't matter. They don't and matter. here's the great part about it. They might miss the playoffs. They might not. You know what else might happen? At the very moment, they are lined up with the New Orleans Pelicans, <laughs> who are led by Brandon Ingram, who is cast out oh. from Lakerland for LeBron's Poetic purposes. justice. And if they get matched up in a play-in game, I'm just telling you, I just want to see it. Do you remember when uh, uh, Kendrick Perkins tweeted, like, I heard a lot of people tell me that Mello was done. <laughs> carry the hell on. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know what? Let's carry it back. Uh, he's done, dude. <laughs> and I, and Mark Spears was saying the same thing, by the way, a lot. Yeah, like, he had, like, like, one game where he scored 20 points. They were like, I had a lot of smart people saying yeah, that Mello was done. Oh, analytics people <laughs> thought Mello wasn't going to be able to help us. He was actually blackballed, <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah. The funniest was Avery Bradley. Do you remember when, like, Avery Bradley got traded? Oh, and, like, he God. had, like, a great preseason game. He had a great, he, or like he went like six threes or something, yeah. and someone's like, "The Blazers gave him up for nothing." He's like, "Yeah, because he sucks, and he had to have <laughs> one good, meaningless game." Oh, you're like, so yeah, dumb. yeah, you're like, I gave that car away that I didn't work anymore for nothing. Yeah, also because it I'd got somebody <laughs> to work one time. <laughs> like, wow, just gave that one away. Huh? <laughs> Carry um, the hell on. Sorry, we spent a little bit extra time on that one because it felt good, but it's also true. LeBron disappointed. Uh, the Warriors letting it. We have another super chat. Another oh, yeah. came in. It says it, it's official. Boys, Lakers are tanking to draft Bronny. <laughs> That's James. actually what the meeting with Genie uh, <laughs> Bus is about real. tomorrow. Watches L.A. <laughs> burns. Oh, burns. I thought it said bums. Either way. Either way. Um, another one. Can people just keep sending us go, to Serbia? Dude. We're going straight out of Serbia. We're going streaking in Serbia. Or we're going streaking in Serbia. I was going to say, man, can you imagine being jailed in Serbia for streaking? Uh, I Locked, up <laughs> Locked up abroad? Locked up abroad. Dev's like, I'm out of, I'm out of the strip. To children. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, the Warriors. Native land, the Warriors really screwed us, guys. They really screwed us. They were up big time on the Mavericks, and they got blown out in the fourth quarter, 33-13 to 13, to lose by six. Mm. All they had to do is be blown out by 15. <laughs> 14, terrible. maybe. So terrible. Couldn't do it. Um, so that one happens. Mavericks stay ahead of Denver. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. I'm more, I don't care. 6 5 doesn't matter. Um, the Clippers barely beat the Rockets. That was a real barn burner. Um, the Hornets lost to the Pistons. Man, the Pistons are playing spoiler. The Pistons have sucked all year. And now here it is after yeah. the All Star break. They keep beating teams that are desperate for wins. Yeah, <laughs> not a good move from them, to not, be honest. Not a good move at all. Um, the Pacers beat the Celtics. Do you guys remember way back when, a week ago, the Celtics were the best team in it's basketball? Like three days ago, bro. They've lost like three <laughs> games in a row now. Like it's somehow the NBA is so weird this year. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. You guys, this game happened. Felt like it happened two days ago. It was this morning. Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Suns lost Chris Paul, but you know what? He's not the reason that they've been great in the clutch. No. He's not. It's They have a well-rounded team sure. full of great players. That a lot of cool you, heads. Cool you know heads what? prevail. Armani Booker. Last year, they used that Jamal Murray as an excuse. What a crush, All dude. playoffs. They're like, pathetic. oh. Like, he would have made any difference. But anyway, tonight, Chris Paul was out again. The Suns got a win over the Jazz. Oh, wait. Oh, stop Oh, the no, they didn't beat the Jazz. <laughs> Jay Crowder instead just threw the ball to nobody. So somebody in the eighth row of the stands in the clutch time as they all stood around yelling at each other for what to do. Oh, it's unbelievable. And they've now lost two in a row. So um, maybe Chris Paul actually was kind of important. I don't. I still don't think so. I also don't think <laughs> Jamal Murray was important. Uh, everything is <laughs> as it seems. Uh, you guys are right. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. <laughs> and then the last game, the 76ers beat the Knicks. It was actually a really good game till the very end. Uh, and good game as in it was a close game until yeah. the very end. The, the 76ers kind of dominated the fourth quarter. And Joel Embiid goes for 37 points, including 23 of 27 from the free throw line. 27 20. free throws. The Nuggets have had 27 free throws, I think, six times this year as a team. Maybe they had 27 free throws in the entire month of February. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Embiid a, had seven field goals made in the game and finished with 37 points. <laughs> like, that. that's when you put it into context. And no context. threes. No threes. No threes. He literally scored all of his baskets at the, yeah. the free throw line. He had, yeah, he had 37 points on an efficient 35% shooting. One of the, th the one of the um, fouls that I seen, he hit the guy in the face with the ball, yeah. and they called the foul on the other guy. 
in any I'm sport. I'm telling you guys, the Lakers have they've imploded. They're no longer the Evil Empire. Daryl Morey 76ers <laughs> to me are like an affront to basketball. I am so I hate this team so much. I really do. I can't. I don't want to. What, what's into been it. What's been fun to listen to and watch is Philly fans like. Like yes, the seventy sixers are really good. They could win the championship this year, but Philly fans having to fake like oh, they really love James Harden I know. is been so enjoyable to watch because you know it's gonna turn eventually. Maybe <sighs> not this year, maybe they'll win it all this year, but you can only fake like you like James Harden for so long. So true. It's like it, it the thing is that they are getting too We'll see what it's been two games, but if they continue to rely so heavily on foul shots, you don't get foul calls like that in the playoffs. We'll That's see. been James Harden's we'll downfall. Like, I, I mean, I, uh, I, I whatever. We'll, we'll see find what out. I just hate that team. <laughs> it's I not, it's just them. not worth talking about. It's definitely <laughs> not, not worth talking about. It, it, it started to burn my it's tongue. Just, as I, uh, not even worth don't it. forget about our party bus March 26th. Also, don't forget tomorrow at 2.30, Serbian Corner with Miroslav and Voya. You're going to want to check that one out. Yes. Uh, and then we'll be back again on Tuesday with a brand new show. Um, some good stuff. I think we'll have a Nuggets practice on Tuesday, most likely. And it's always great to be at practice and kind of hear from the guys. Um, and then the Nuggets, obviously, back Wednesday. This should be a really big, big week for us, guys. So it should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned for all of it. Hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. I think we're up to like 4.7. I want it to be 4.9 or 5.0. I really would appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me. I promise I'll talk less if you give us a (laughs) five-star. Have a good one, everybody. 